Welcome, everybody, to Bikinis After Babies. I am so excited for this episode today. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your host, Mandy Rashawn, with your other beautiful blonde bombshell host. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm Jillian Hughes, and I'm so excited for today's episode. We have a very special guest with lots of great info for all of our listeners. And so I'm very excited to welcome Brittany Shulman. Brittany is an IFBB pro, a wife and a mother who resides in Pennsylvania and works in financial services. Brittany has been competing for six years, earning her IFBB pro card in 2022 at the Ben Weeder Naturals, and then taking the overall win there, winning her pro card, and then competing the very next day in her pro debut and taking sixth place. And this past year, she returned to the Ben Weeder Pro and won the whole show, taking first and earning her 2024 Olympia qualification. I am so excited to have her on the show today. Welcome to Bikinis After Babies, Welcome. Brittany Schulman. Thank you, ladies. It's so, so exciting to be here and to just be able to talk about my journey and just life and such. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I was like following the show when you were making your, I guess it wasn't really your pro debut, but returning and I saw your name on there. And I'm like, Oh, man, like, I'm totally rooting for her. And then to see you take that win and Olympia qualification, like it had to be so exciting. Oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of a whirlwind because this prep this past year was just not, you know, every prep is different. And this one just kind Mm -hmm. of was not what I was used to. So we had intended on actually being in stage earlier in the year, but my body just wasn't responding the way we wanted to. So this was like my one shot. And I was like, you know, <laughs> one show. So wow. we put it all out there and it ended up, you know, being for the best. And, you know, I got the Olympia qualification and I, I tell my friends all the time, every time I see the list come out and people's names are published, I'm like, oh my God, my name is on that list. Yeah. It is absolute insanity. <laughs> it's so well, wild. That Actually, has to be so, so funny. exciting. I saw it the other day yeah. and it's short because it's the beginning of the season. So there's not very mm-hmm. many girls qualified and you're like yeah. right on there. Like that has to be yeah. so surreal. Yeah. That's so like, awesome. Every time I see it, I it's it just like reminds me of like, you know, holy crap, like I did it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just like the most gratifying feeling, um, just seeing my name on that list and, and accomplishing a goal that I didn't even know it was my goal. It was just, you know, I just wanted to get on the pro stage and, and see how, how things shook up and, you know, you get there and your goal, your goal and your hope is to win. And, you know, I had the confidence, but you never know going in front of judges and you never know who shows up. And then to actually kind of think it, manifest it, and then for it to happen, it was just, it was crazy. It's still crazy. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, at at that point, you know, you're pretty new pro and only like your second pro show. So that had to be, you know, just like completely just exciting yeah. and I don't know mm-hmm. there's probably not even words you're probably still processing <laughs> no, it. just complete yeah. just jaw on the floor <laughs> yeah that's awesome well and I was going through like your competition history and I saw mm-hmm. um like the year that I had met you in 2022 I think it was um and you had done yeah. like five or six shows that year so yeah. you know that had to be you know a different experience than say 2023 where you only did one show mm-hmm. what was it like you know doing so many shows in one year 
So that was that was interesting because the most shows I'd ever done before was was only two shows was a, a regional show and the nationals, um, and I didn't set out planning to do that many shows. It was kind of like okay, I'll do a regional show and then I'll do nationals. Um, but after my first regional show, we kind of knew that we needed to come in tighter. Uh, and then we were aiming for universe and we just knew I wasn't going to be ready. So then we were shifting to aim for masters nationals and placed well at masters nationals. And then it was kind of like, do I want to keep going? Do I want to, you know, see how things shake up? There's North Americans. So then I did another regional show just to kind of get some feedback and make sure we were on the right track. And I was in shape. So it was kind of like, let's just go ahead and do it. And then North Americans was, I was going to be done after that. And, um, I placed well at North Americans. And as soon as I stepped off stage, Paul was kind of like, Hey, what about Ben Weeder? And I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, I am exhausted. My body's exhausted. My brain is exhausted. Like I am just so tired. And he told me to take the weekend to think about it. And the more I thought about it, I was kind of like, no, like I just want to be done because Ben Weeder was about four weeks later. And I had already decided that North Americans was my last show, but I thought about it and I'm from the, we we call it the DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia area. And Ben Weeder was, (laughs) in Northern Virginia and my family still lives there. So I was kind of thinking it's only four weeks. I know we don't have to do anything crazy. We just need to maintain to get there. And it was one of those things where I was just thinking, how cool would it be to go pro at home and to do that in my own backyard with my family there? So I said, okay, let's do it. We'll give it a go. And I went and I competed and I won the masters overall and the open overall, Mm -hmm. which was again just crazy you're hoping that you win you're hoping that you get there but for me to win both (laughs) categories it was I again there's just no words yeah how cool is that and there's even like there was only one pro card at that show too so is that correct I think so there's two there's two for the masters overall and then one for the open overall so so Paul likes to say oh she won two pro cards (laughs) (laughs) I did that is so crazy wow I just love it's like Mm -hmm. a fairy tale like it's just such a cool story Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome. So yeah. I jumped way ahead in my questions here because I had a whole bunch of other things I was going to ask you first, but I just got so excited. But I am curious to know how you got started competing in the first place. Yeah. So I had no idea about the bodybuilding world. I was completely oblivious to everything. I grew up doing gymnastics, so that was kind of my sport. That's what I followed. And then when I met my now husband, he was, you know, kind of the meathead in the gym all the time. And I kind of decided that I wanted to get into weightlifting just because I couldn't obviously do gymnastics anymore. You know, after a certain point, the knees and the back, they just don't (laughs) function the way that they used to. So I got into weightlifting and I am very goal driven. I like working towards something. So my two friends at the time were competitors, one in the uh, NPC and one in the WBFF. Uh, they were prepping for a show and I w- was kind of like, this is really cool. It'll be fun to get on stage, with all the glitz and glamour and, you know, the transformation mm-hmm. and such. So 
after they did their show, um, I kind of reached out to a coach and, and started working with a coach. And then we jumped into a prep. And then my first show that I did was the Baltimore Gladiator in 2017. So after that, I was, I was kind of hooked. Um, and life kind of happened in between there. Uh, so I took a little bit of a break. Um, between 2017 and 2020, I got married, I had a baby <laughs> and my, my, my mom goal after having my daughter was to get back on stage. So that was kind of my motivation to kind of get back into it. Um, in, in 2020. Awesome. So what was that journey like then like prepping for having done a show before a baby and then after baby, mm-hmm. like, did you stay fit during your pregnancy and was it a sort of an easy process to get back in shape? Yeah. So I lifted during the early parts of my pregnancy, um, pretty consistently, but then it just, you, you know, being pregnant, it takes a lot out of you. And I just didn't, <laughs> I, I, I didn't feel as productive in the gym and, you know, just things just didn't feel as good as they were before. So toward the later half of my pregnancy, I stopped lifting, but, um, I also have been doing Muay Thai for gosh, five or six years. So I consistently went to Muay Thai twice a week. And I can I continue to do that up until I gave birth. So that's kind of how I stayed in shape leading up to uh, delivery. Um, but right after I have my daughter and you, you know, wait the six weeks and get the clearance from the doctors, then I kind of went back into mm-hmm. to lifting, just doing things that felt good and that weren't kind of so taxing. And I was definitely not lifting the failure, you know, just kind of getting back in the groove of things. And then I reached out to a coach and I started prep for that season uh, when I was six months postpartum. Um, But that was also COVID year. So there was just a lot going on that year. So started prep, paused prep, started prep, paused prep, shows Mm -hmm. got pushed back. And then it was, it was just absolute insanity. And thinking back on it, I probably should have just taken that complete (laughs) year off. But I was like, no, I want to get on stage before my daughter's one. So I'm just kind of stubborn in that sense. So that's what I did. And I competed in August of 2020. And my daughter's first birthday would have been in September. So oh, mom wow. goal achieved. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so wow. cool. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. to like, you know, hit that goal mm-hmm. of competing within the first year. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah, And to be prepping during that year was so challenging. I mean, but it mm-hmm. was like, cause I prepped that year too. And I was like, I'm not mm-hmm. giving up. Like, I don't even think right. I cared what I looked like. I just was not going to give up because I had already, you know, I was like, I think six weeks out when everything started to shut mm-hmm. down at first. And I was like, Oh, I guess I'll just like stay on this like tilapia a little longer. And once yeah. we got past, I was like, Oh, I think there's no chance this is going to happen soon. But yeah, it's exactly yeah. like you, you reach that point of no return in prep where you're like, all right, like I've done all of this thus far. I am getting on stage. Like nothing is stopping. Yeah. Yeah. So between that yeah, year see, and then you guys, because, Oh, Oh no, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, no, I was just going to say I could not prep during COVID, but you're, I think Jillian, you said it. And once you get to like a certain point, it's like, no, you got to do it. Right. Cause like 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so far out from a show. Like I, I think I started prep in like January, February, and then of course COVID March, and I was like, Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I just was afraid but everything was going to open up, and I was going to miss out and have FOMO because I, you know, had bailed, and then everybody was doing the show that I was going to do. And but once, yeah, we got, I think like once like. I think, like, the commissioner of the NFL was like, there's not going to be football. I was like, well, I guess there's probably not going to be bodybuilding. So, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of when I was like, okay. Um, so, yeah, but that, yeah, that was such a crazy year. But um, mm-hmm. so after that, you took um, a little bit of time before you came back in 22. So, like, what was the feedback that you were yeah. working with between then and your year of six shows? It was um, just kind of just overall growth. Um After my 2020 season, I definitely didn't know that I wanted to continue doing bodybuilding. Um, Just a lot of life happened, you know, with COVID and just things outside of bodybuilding um, and stressors. And I kind of was like, again, after like the 2020 season, I was exhausted just from, you know, kind of the stop and go, stop and go. And then it was a really long season because COVID pushed back everything. And I just, at that point, I thought I was done with bodybuilding. I just didn't really, I wasn't loving it anymore. And it wasn't that it wasn't fun. It There's just a lot of life that happens. And I just didn't know if that was the lifestyle for me. So um, I, I took a break and, again, still followed the sport, but didn't think I would compete again. And then I started seeing Paul pop up on my Instagram a lot. And I started following him um, on his page and then on his YouTube. And I kind of reached out to him and would ask him questions every once in a while. And he would always respond to me um, in, my, in my DMs. And then I kind of said, you know, I think maybe I might want to do a show again, but I'm not sure. And, you know, (laughs) I'm just kind of just talking, venting to him at this point. And he said, you know, if you decide that you want to pull the trigger, just reach out, let me know. We'll have a conversation and see if it's a good fit. So I, I just remember getting that itch again from seeing everyone be on stage and just kind of remembering, you know, the process and, you know, all the things that I love about having a goal and chasing after it and, and just, you know, seeing what my body can do. So I reached out to him and we talked and I told him, you know, my short-term goals and my long-term goals. And he was like, you know, this is great. We, we meshed really well. And then we decided to go and kind of get the ball rolling with, with coaching and, We didn't start prep right away. He definitely had me do a maintenance phase and kind of a recomp just so that one, I could get used to his protocols and two, my body just wasn't in the best spot at the time. So, you know, getting me to a place where my calories were good, my cardio was good and building a better foundation so that then we could start prep and, you know, figure out what show we wanted to do and and how we wanted to attack the season. That's cool. So do you think like it was not only like having like the right coach, but like it just seems like your experience in that year was like more enjoyable. Do you think that approach is like really in line with like what makes you happy and gives you more balance? Yeah, for sure. So the coaches that I had prior to Paul all 
were meal plan based coaches and that was by my choice i wanted someone to just tell me what to eat when to eat it and um just be very structured in that sense uh, i was so against going macro based that was just not something that i wanted to do and then after kind of having those breaks and years of competing and understanding more about nutrition and such i thought maybe having a macro based plan might be better just because it allows for that flexibility but i'm also very disciplined in, in the sense that i know it's not just like fit a bunch of crap in until you can hit a macro and then you know that's how it is it's just allowing for the flexibility um so that play, played a big part in it and then just trying something new um I immediately felt very comfortable with Paul when we were speaking and I really liked the aspect of being a part of a team. Um it, it's kind of like doing gymnastics. You have your own individual thing that you're competing in, but you also have that team aspect. And I really liked that about Team Pro Physique. Um you know, I wouldn't have met people like Jillian um along the way and mm-hmm. and just having that it's 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 like a family and this sport can be very lonely and when you're competing your friends your family may not necessarily understand why you're doing it they may not understand why you're hangry and why you physically can't get up to go to the bathroom because you're that exhausted so having the people who understand what you're going through because they're going through it too makes a huge difference and i you know i say to everybody some of my best friends I've met through Team Pro Physique so you know that that's a plus as well. That's awesome. It is a very lonely sport. Like but you have people that support you but it is a self and like sport. I'll never mm-hmm. forget my first time stepping on stage back in 2016 and I was just so used to being alone. My husband always supported me, my kids supported me like it was fine. But being backstage and being around all the people like I had yeah. never been to a seminar, I hadn't been to anything beforehand. So like being backstage and I'm like, they eat rice cakes too. <laughs> yeah. These are my people. When you see someone else eating chicken out yes. of a Ziploc bag and a fork, it's like, I'm home. You're my people. <laughs> yeah. And it was fun. Like, oh, you brought that and I brought this. And it's like, you have mm-hmm. this type of honey and you have this type of peanut butter. It's so yeah. nice. And that's when you learn like, okay, like this is like, there's other people like me and you can surround yourself kind of like you. I'm a part of a team too. And I, I absolutely love it. And of course, Jillian and I coach a team. So just being able to like give that camaraderie and be a part of that camaraderie. And like, and like you said, going to seminars and going to places and just Mm -hmm. engulfing yourself in the sport and supporting and seeing other people do it. It's just, it's so like, it feels so good. You're not alone. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people would be really surprised to know like how much camaraderie there is because there's sort of this idea that it's like a beauty pageant and people are really catty. But I think like we all know like none of us get to decide who wins and it's just you might as well be nice and be friendly and share rice cakes and you know it's (laughs) you get so many ideas backstage like oh that's a cute suitcase and oh I like you know those earrings and you start to like share and you you meet people and you start following people that you've met at shows and I think that's like the the fun of it and over the years like kind of following someone's career and you know you meet up again Mm -hmm. and you see each other backstage I think is so fun too so I think that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a sisterhood and it it can it has the potential to be so catty, 
but it's not. And, you know, like you said, everyone's in the same boat. Everyone knows the sacrifices you have to make to get there. So, you know, when you're backstage and someone's like, oh, you're your connector is like tangled or let me fix your mm-hmm. hair or like, Hey, you know, your makeup, it's, it's just, we all, obviously you want to win, but also that, that doesn't diminish, you know, the person who's next to you and, you know, you want to go against the best because that, you know, when you win, you know, you've won against the best. So mm-hmm. just to have that camaraderie and that sisterhood, it's really nice because like I said, it can, it has the potential to get catty, but it's it's not, and that's what I love about it because everyone just wants everyone to be their best. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. Absolutely. So true. So I'm going to ask you a question that might you maybe have been asked this before, but I met you at Masters Nationals, so I know mm-hmm. that you have competed as Masters. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about competing in the open? Or do you not have a feeling about it and you don't care? And I just want to say, I mean, you look completely incredible. You don't look a day over 25. So, (laughs) you know, you might be like, whatever, age is just a number. But I think, you know, for master's competitors, sometimes Mm -hmm. they they think, well, I shouldn't be competing in the open. I should only be competing with girls my age. So what do you think about that? Or have you even been asked that before? Yeah, I have been asked it. And I'm kind of just of the mindset of, I didn't see me having to make a choice between masters and open. It was kind of one of those things where I'm eligible to (laughs) to enter into the masters category. So why not? Let's see how it goes. But honestly, Mm -hmm. especially going to masters nationals, you know, and, and I've even heard some, you know, top people in the industry say, don't count out the masters because at this point too, especially with some of the categories, you need that mature muscle and, you know, unless you're one of the genetically blessed, if you're, you know, younger in your 20s, you probably don't have that muscle maturity, you know, to be mm-hmm. at at the top level. Uh, look at a lot of the, the top pros and, and Olympians in, in a lot of categories, you know, they're, they're older because they have that history mm-hmm. of lifting um, and having that solid foundation of muscle. So um, it was kind of like, oh, I'm old enough to compete master. So let's see how it goes. And then, um, you know, I'm also, again, you know, I want to compete against, you know, as many people as I can so that I can see where I need to improve. You're not going to, when you're standing next to different people, you know, the judges are able to kind of, you know, see what your strengths are and, you know, where you need to bring up. So if I'm standing next to, you know, other top pros or, or other top amateurs, you know, that just elevates, elevates me because now I, I get to see, you know, where I stack up and where I need to make improvements to get to that next level as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I would say don't feel like you have to limit yourself to just open or to just master's. You never know what's going to happen. So, you know, just put yourself out there and, and see how, how it goes. That's great. I think that's really helpful. I love really your helpful. strategical mindset. Yeah. <laughs> like you're very, you're very strategical and like, mm-hmm. like listening to you, how you like planned your shows, how you spread out your shows, your thought process, the judges feedback. It is very like 
you strategize it. And I love yeah. that instead of like, I'm just not feeling this or I'm feeling that, you know, it's just very, mm-hmm. it's awesome to see like that type of point of view because it's so yeah. smart. Like you said, to get yourself to where you want to be at like a pro level, Olympia level, which is where you're at now, you planned it so precisely, even if you didn't know you were going to do Ben Weeder, but like you still like you planned everything to get the feedback properly to know if it was a yeah. good idea or not. So that's really cool that you do that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, de- depending on your goal, it's you have to have a strategy because, you know, not all shows are created equal. So if your goal is to be an IFBB pro, whether it's bikini, you know, wellness figure, whatever it is, you have to have a strategy. You have to strategize your your improvement or your off season. You have to strategize your prep. You have to strategize what show you're going to be at to see and know what judges are going to be there. You know, if, mm-hmm. if your goal is to go to nationals, why wouldn't you do a show, a regional show where there's national judges or even, you know, IFBB pro judges to give you the feedback so that when you come off the stage, you can have that direct, this is what needs to be, you know, improved upon so that you can come into your mm-hmm. next show better. Now, if you want to yeah. compete, just because it's like a bucket list item or, you know, you just want to have fun, then maybe the strategy isn't so important because you're just, you know, doing it because, because you want to, but if you have a goal to get to the next level and to keep improving, then for sure, 1000%, you know, you have to strategize because again, bodybuilding in this sport is very expensive, not even just Mm -hmm. the competing component of it, supplements, coaching, food, uh, recovery, all of those things, those play an important part. So you have to be smart about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think that's such an important thing for people to listen to. And then I think like mentioning the feedback is really important as well, because, you know, I ask people all the time, well, what was your feedback? And certainly pros never answer this way, but I'll have girls say, Oh, I don't, I didn't get feedback. I'm like, what, what? Like, you need to know like what they're looking for. And so I think that's just a huge, a huge thing. You can't just go off of photos or what someone in the audience thinks like you need to know what Mm -mm. to look for so that you can improve. Right. Exactly. And getting that feedback right when you're off stage, because you know, you're fresh in the judges minds and they are physically seeing you right in front of them. So, you know, looking at pictures and videos are great, but that doesn't compare to what you look like physically in person. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm stepping on stage here in six weeks and I told my husband's coming with me and the head judge is Sandy. So Mm -hmm. I told my husband, I was like, just as important as when I'm on that stage, when I walk off that stage, it is just as important as I wait in that line for however long I need to wait in that line to Mm -hmm. hear exactly what she says. And that's like a big reason. Like, there is a multitude of reason I picked this show, but like that was a key component of that. I'm like, it's just as important to like hear exactly what she says because that is how yeah. like you that for my for my goals. That is like you said how you move on. But I think you said it so perfectly. There's so many people that do look at the do have like transformations and bucket lists, and they just want to step on stage. They want their their mm-hmm. grandparents. They want to step on stage. They lost the 60, 80 pounds, and like yeah. you said, it is very expensive. If you can do something locally where like your friends and family can support you and be a part mm-hmm. of it, that's really pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Sandy is the the women's head judge. So why would you not want to speak to her after your show to to get those things right. that that you should improve upon? Yeah, I I said I saw the lineup when I saw how Bikini was last, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of happy that it's last because like the however I have to wait, it won't be as long. I don't care if I go on stage at one in the morning, midnight, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Like that, that is just so important. I even, I was telling Aaron that I'm like, you have to like record me talking to her. It's just as important as it is recording (laughs) me on stage. Yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, I hear you. (laughs) Yeah. Did uh, I, I do like to always ask people this question, especially, you know, as many hats as you juggle, you mentioned that you're going to be starting mm-hmm. your coaching business and yes. you're a mom and you're also juggling an Olympia prep and you're a wife. So how do you do it all? How do you fit it all in? I don't know. And I have this, <laughs> I always <laughs> say my toxic trait is I can't sit down. As soon as I finish one thing, it's just like on to the next. And I'm always like, I don't have enough time to do everything, but I also do it to myself. But I just, I just, I'm, I like being busy. Um, and I guess I like a challenge. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot to juggle. And for the longest time, I didn't know that coaching was something that I wanted to do. I kind of thought about it years and years ago, but it just wasn't something that was kind of sitting with me that I wanted to kind of go after it. So I just decided to focus on being a a competitor and then, you know, a wife and, and a career professional. But as I've kind of immersed myself more in the industry and, and kind of seeing, you know, what gaps I could potentially fill, um, it's, it was kind of calling me more. So I, you know, decided to get some mentorship and, you know, that this is something that I want to do. And for me specifically where I live, um, there aren't really any bodybuilding focused gyms. Um, so that's something that also like I kind of want to work towards is, is having more of a place where I live. I love traveling to other places and going to other gyms because it's, it's kind of cool to see how different gyms are laid out and just the, the vibe is, is different. Um, mm-hmm. So wanting to kind of create something and seeing what, you know, I wish that I had here at home um, kind of motivated me to think outside the box as far as, you know, starting my own coaching business and, you know, potentially, you know, one day <laughs> pipe dream of opening up a gym here. So, you know, if we don't speak it into existence, then it's not going to happen. So, you know, I'm definitely working towards those, those things because um, that's important to me. And being a mom mm-hmm. is also important to me. And, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you all know mom guilt can hit you so hard when you're deep into a prep because it's not even, yes, your day-to-day changes, but, you know, the meal prep, cardio, you're just being exhausted. So having that mom guilt when I'm deep into prep is, is definitely hard. Um, but I know that those times don't last forever and just making sure that when I'm out of competition season that, you know, I am loving on my family more that, you know, I'm more engaged in doing as much as I can so that, you know, when the time comes where I have to step away and I have to be away for a little bit, they, they know that the love is still there. They know that mom is, you know, 
chasing after her goals and such. Uh, but yeah, I wish I could have like three or four more hours in a day because <laughs> it's like as soon as you wake up, you go, go, go. You have the little humans right. like, mom, I need this. Mom, I need that. And then you want to also be a good wife, a good friend, um, you know, and making sure that you're you're taking care of all of your relationships, not just your with your spouse, but with your friends, your family. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it definitely is tough and and. I tend to, you know, use a schedule so that, you know, we're all on the same page. We all know what's going on and being very kind of organized in that sense. But yeah, I mean, I definitely could use a couple extra hours in the day because by the end of it, it's like, man, I've been ripping and running all day and I have like 30 minutes to just sit down and actually do nothing. Um, So yeah, it's, it's definitely tough, but as everyone says, if it's something that you want, you just have to work for it and you have to figure out a way to make it work. The things that are important to you, you're going to make it happen. So, yeah, you mm-hmm. just, you make it work. You find the time and I always tell people <laughs> exactly. like when you're like seeing results and, you know, I feel like that gives you the momentum because sometimes people mm-hmm. will say like, oh, you know, I just, I know when I get in prep and I just don't have energy. And I'm like, but when you're, you're, getting closer and the excitement and, you know, you find Mm -hmm. energy in all sorts of ways. But I was saying moms are just so amazing. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure like your daughter, she's four, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she probably doesn't even notice that you're, you know, tired, like you're there and, you know, you're pouring into, you know, your, your role as a mother and as a wife. And it's more just like on us that we know, like we aren't as, because our mind is that you're always thinking about, you know, your routine and your mm-hmm. next workout and your next meal. Because you have to, like, you cannot yeah. not think about those things. But it's, you know, it's just an awareness of like, oh, if I wasn't thinking about all of this, you know. That, but then what would you use your brain for? I always think about that. Like, for about a week <laughs> after a show, I'm like, that was nice. And I'm like, okay, I'm bored. Like, I need to be busier. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, I have all this time. Well, what even do when, I do with it? What do I do? <laughs> right. And even when we have such low energy, though, I feel like when we're in prep, like, especially if we enjoy it, we're happy and our kids yeah. are happy. And so I mm-hmm. think like them being able to see, like, even though, yeah, we're tired and we're like, you know, kind of worn out, we have to go to bed early, we have to wake up early and we're always on the go. We're happy. Like we're yeah. emulating positivity and they see that because I see so many times where like we've worked with other women or I've met other women and they're just like really not happy within themselves. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you get to provide this like positive household of like, even though you're always going, it's it, like, it's just glowing with energy. I remember one time mom guilt hit me so bad because I competed on Easter weekend mm-hmm. and the Easter bunny visited the hotel room. Like the Easter bunny <laughs> hey. had to visit the hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And it was just the cutest thing because even my husband was like, really? I'm like, the Easter really? Bunny <laughs> like, had to come. Like he did. We can so. we can have our cake and we can eat it too. <laughs> but yeah. you, like you said, if it's important, you make you make it happen. And I, one of the things that's so important is, is communication too because especially like this past mm-hmm. year, um, you know, being in prep, especially – competing for months and months and months it it has the potential to cause a strain on your relationships and I was very vocal with my husband about you know if I'm quiet or like if hey I just I need a minute like if something is is happening or like if I'm stressed I'm like hey like 
I like nothing's wrong. I'm just quiet because like I'm exhausted and I just need a minute. I'm going to go like, you know, for a walk because like I just need like, you know, to decompress and such. And I think that it's so important. I remember when I first started competing and being in prep, I would I would see a lot of people post about how, you know, you're you're hangry and you're you're tired and just like the friction between relationships and that it kind of was a little bit glorified and I'm like, it shouldn't have to be that way. And it shouldn't be that way. Um, you know, we're choosing to do this, but that doesn't mean that we get to be nasty to our friends and our family and, you know, strain those relationships. So it was really important for me to recognize when I was getting in those moods where I just needed to take a step back and, not just doing it and then my husband being like what is wrong with you just being like hey like i'm 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 tired today um i could use a little bit of help doing x y and z today do you mind (laughs) doing this for me or helping me with that and i think that that just makes the stress of it so much easier because there isn't the tension and there isn't the you know kind of walking on eggshells around someone who's competing Mm -hmm. like you're you're very open about what's going on so then they're not wondering and then it's not this dance of I don't know if I should ask this or I don't know if this is okay it's like it's very clear because we're communicating about it Mm -hmm. so I think that that's really important too and and just being a successful competitor and and just having that support system because they all want us to win and they all want to you know do Mm -hmm. what they can to help us but if we don't tell them then they can't I think that's like yeah. one of like the best pieces of advice we've ever gotten on the show. Like, because <laughs> it really I is. Think it's like we are as women, we're always trying to fix everything for everybody else. And we're terrible at asking for help because it's just quicker to do it ourselves. And then mm-hmm. our partners over here, like, I don't really know what to do. And she's really scary right now. And so mm-hmm. if you're just like, Hey, <sighs> like this would really help. I mean, anyone who loves you is going to you know, jump up and help if they just are told. And we can't just be yeah. like, well, I'm mad at you because you didn't know that I really wanted you to help me with this. And if you're just clear about yeah. it and it doesn't even have to be a big thing. But I think also like I had at one point when I was newly married to my current husband, you know, he met somebody whose wife had competed and mentioned I was going to be prepping. And this guy was like, Ooh, get ready. Like we almost mm-hmm. divorced the last time my wife prepped for a show. And he's <laughs> like, Are, is this like true? And so I've always been very like, just like everything's fine. And I try not to complain, but I'm also like, I really need, wish you would have done this. And it just, if you're just right ahead, like, Hey, I know this week is like, you know, peak week and I'm traveling and I'm mm-hmm. really going to need help with this. Like anybody will help if you just ask, but the answer is always no, yeah. if you don't ask. Exactly. Yeah. And it stops that strain from like happening. Cause then they don't have to be like, when is this over? Cause then you have yeah. that constant yeah. negativity in the house when this is over. And I can tell you, like, I do the same thing. Like Jillian said, like I communicate with my husband and I'm like, Hey, I need you to smoke my chicken. Hey, you're in charge mm-hmm. of the night routine. Cause our son likes to go out at night or has, you know, soccer or stuff going on. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like I'm not staying up past 10 o'clock. I'll get up at 5am and I'll do the 5am yeah. stuff. And Mm -hmm. you can do the night stuff. But it's like you said, it's kind of communicating what you can and can't do and what you can and can't handle. And as you get closer and more tired and things like that, then if you talk with them and then they're happy and you're happy and then it makes just your it makes your process so much smoother because you don't have to worry about, like you said, walking on eggshells or them being like, 
can we just be done with this and just have this yeah. like, nastiness in the house? You know, like, yeah. it's just like, no, we can keep going and you can turn some like fun stuff into it. Like, like my son and I joke all the time. He'll come to me at like six o'clock and he'll be like, mom, can I go to the movies? And I'll be like, I'm not that parent. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Wrong yeah. parent. Wrong parent. And then he'll be like, oh yeah. And he'll be like, dad. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, um, I can't sit for more than 45 minutes without having to get up and go to the bathroom. So movies are a no for me <laughs> until we're done with prep. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think if you if you want your family to, you know, understand why you enjoy doing it, but the entire time you're like impossible to live with and everybody's afraid of yeah. you, then they're very unlikely they're going to be too excited about you doing it again. And really, like, who does this just one time? Like, if you're listening exactly. to the show, probably that's not you. So. <laughs> for sure. That's really, mm-hmm. that's great advice for sure. So um, I know you have a very big show coming up this year. It's in September yeah. this year, right? The Olympia moved up it's a October. few months. It's October. It's October. It's mid-October. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know exactly how many weeks, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, you must be so excited. I am. I'm like excited, but also terrified, but excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I would feel the same way. So are you planning on doing any other warm-up shows prior to the Olympia? Yeah, so we haven't nailed down an exact show that we're kind of aiming towards. It's kind of just like right now focusing on bringing the improvements that the judges are, are asking for. But the goal is to probably get on stage in early September and then and then um, just so that I'm not stage lean for – an extended period of time because you all know the wear and tear that that is on your body. So just getting the improvements that the judges want for working on those and and bringing up those areas that need to be brought up and then getting on stage and then doing the big dance. Wow. So when you did your pro debut, it was like uh, less than 24 hours from getting your pro card. And Oh, it was was hours. It was the same day. It was the same day? It was the same day, yeah. So So how did you put a pro routine together in like 45 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) I did it. And it's funny because I asked Sandy about that once, you know, the amateur show was over. I went over... Well, first I called Paul and I was like, oh my gosh, like one pro card. And he's like, hey, go register for the pro show. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, go do it. And I'm like, you're insane. Like, like I don't even think I can do that. And he's like, yeah, you can. Go find Gary, Gary Udit, who was the promoter. Mm-hmm. He's like, go ask him about it. So I went and found Gary. And then he took me over to Becky Clausen, who was the head judge, to add me to the score sheets. And I asked her, I said, well... I know that the pros have longer <laughs> routines. Like, should I add, like, should I put this routine together? And she's like, no, go out there and do what you did earlier. Like, that's what you're comfortable with. And she's like, you know, you don't need to be on stage for longer than what you need to be on stage for. So just go out there, do your same routine, do what feels confident for you and then get back off stage. So that's exactly what I did. I essentially did the exact same routine and then for, for the pro show that I that I did in the amateur show. But yeah, oh the gosh. the amateurs competed in the morning and then there was a short break and then the, the all the pros went that, that evening. So it was literally like maybe three hours in between winning wow. my pro card and stepping on the pro stage. It's probably That's good. So you just have time to think about it. Just like, all right, I guess I'm doing my pro debut like right now. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool just in the sense that I was already ready. Like yeah. I was already there. Um, I had to travel again. Exactly. It was all, it was all ready. 
That's so cool. That's so awesome. So awesome. Well, um, we're really, really honored to have you on the show today. And we're really excited to see the rest of your season unfold and to see you hit that Olympia stage and take home some, you know, amazing memories and get in that, you know, winning lineup and represent the moms. And we're just so happy to have you on the show today. So tell everybody how they can reach out to you for information about coaching when that starts and even just to follow your journey. Yeah, just follow me on Instagram. Um, my handle is Britschulz underscore IFBD Pro. I don't always post to my feed, but I am very active <laughs> my stories. So um, you follow me there. Um, you know, I post a myriad of things between, you know, things that I find funny, my daughter, my everyday life and lifting. So I try to sprinkle in a little bit of everything so that people can kind of see my whole self. So yeah, feel free to follow me there. That's where I am mostly. Come say hi, slide into my DMs. I'm happy to answer any questions or, you know, and definitely check back there here in the next coming weeks about about coaching if that's something that you're interested in. So I think in the beginning, it'll be mostly kind of lifestyle transformations and then it'll, you know, kind of morph into competitors um, from there. So yeah. Reach out. I'm excited to see that, you know, grow for you. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's so neat that you're going to build up that community in your area as well, because to have more women doing this is amazing. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely of the, you know, empowering women and moms, especially because, you know, there are times where we can tend to get lost in motherhood and in day to day and in wifehood and, you know, making sure that we feel good as a whole person, not just, you know, feeling good doing other things for our family or doing things for our friends, but, you know, feeling good for yourself. So I'm definitely 1000% about, you know, empowering other women and especially moms like, Hey, you know, you can have, you know, the body of your dreams and like the health of your dreams and also be a mom. So that's, that's really important to me, especially being a mom myself, just understanding that, you know, I want to live the best years that I can for my child and for, for my family. So health and fitness are are very important to me for that longevity. I always say I want to be the grandma on the, on a, what is it? uh, Paddleboard doing yoga. Yeah, I want to be a grandma doing paddleboard yoga. I just want to be, yeah, for sure. It's living your best self for your family, but like Mm -hmm. you're doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for yourself because you love your family and you want to give to your family and you want to give the Mm -hmm. best version of yourself to your family. You can do both. I love that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. amazing. Thank you so much, Brittany. That was an amazing interview. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a little bit of a review. We would really appreciate it. And enjoy the rest of your week.